Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 34 of Starting to Know Business Podcast with your host and your friend Ishu Singh. I hope that you all are doing awesome and you're enjoying your life because that is the most important thing that you should be doing right now. Enjoy your life because this time you are not going to get it again. Enjoy to the fullest. If you are new here, if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, Starting to Know Business Podcast is about learning something new with every single episode. Because we believe here that learning is a never-ending process, consciously or subconsciously. We are always learning something. So it's better to make a conscious decision, right? And you made a right one by listening to this podcast. (laughs) Just joking. So like if you are listening to this podcast for the very first time, as I mentioned you before, this is all about learning something new with every single episode. If you are a repeat listener, thank you. Thank you so, so much for coming back again and listening to this episode. As I mentioned you in the previous two episodes, like I launched startingtoknow.com, the digital magazine as well. And believe me, we are spending good amount of hours in order to produce the content that you might not find anywhere else. The content is so much powerful there and you're going to love it. You're going to love the design. You're going to love if you are if you are a design freak like me, you're going to love the design. And you are also going to learn a lot from that particular magazine. So if you haven't got a chance, go to startingtoknow.com and you will learn a ton. And let me know as well on my website, issuesing.com. And I will wait for your email if you have any feedback for me. If you are already into business, I'm pretty sure you might have come across this term, CRM, Customer Relationship Manager. Customer, yes, you are familiar with that already. Manager, you're familiar with that already. Relationship, yes, you are. But in this CRM world, relationship, or in this business world, relationship is the most important part, right? Like it's a it's that kind of mystery, which you already know, but there's always some new kind of layer that needs to be peeled off in order to learn more or at a deeper level, right? That's why I thought, okay, I'm going to bring John, John from Nimble. John is a CEO of Nimble. Nimble is a CRM, the, the simple CRM for Office 365 and G Suite. John was also the co-founder of Goldmine Software. That was also a CRM, and that was sold for a lot of money. He has been also recognized by Forbes as one of the top 10 social CEOs. So when John is going to talk, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to pull your hair like what? Like the information that you're going to get from him is going to be so much valuable that you won't be able to get it anywhere else. So as I told you, John has already done it before. Like He built the system. He built the company from the ground up and he sold it. Now he's doing it again with Nimble CRM. I can keep on talking about 
John and Nimble and what Nimble is doing and what John is doing. But let's hear straight from John. Hi, John. Welcome to the pod. No, Ishu, thank you so much. I'm excited to join you for our conversation today. Yeah, pleasure to have you here. And what is Nimble CRM? Let's start from there. Well, you know, I, I, I really don't like the term CRM. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Nimble is a relationship manager. The the funny thing is, is that CRM stands for customer relationship management, but most CRMs really uh, fail to be a good contact manager or CRM. They really, most CRMs are designed for reporting management because they're command and control vehicles for management to control leads and sales uh, engagement to those leads. And and they're not really designed to empower salespeople or business people. And it's not just salespeople that connect with people. Any any person in this world today should be worried about their brand and their network. So in sum, Nimble is a relationship manager that helps individuals or teams of individuals build relationships that help them, uh, those people or those businesses, achieve their dreams and goals. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um... As per my observation or whatever I have read, uh, Nimble is sits on top of Google and Office 365, right? It's more so off integration product. Yeah, I think that most CRMs are typically standalone things that you shove leads into mm-hmm. and then you engage those leads in order to create um, deals and close those deals. And Nimble's philosophy is it's not just prospects and customers that are going to help you grow your business and and achieve your dreams. Uh, You need to build a sustainable garden of people around yourself and your business to achieve your dreams. At Nimble, we connect to editors, analysts, bloggers, influencers, third-party developers, investors, advisors, and prospects and customers of various types. And so I think the biggest mistake a business could make is buy a CRM and give it to their salespeople because it's more than the salespeople that touch the customer that everybody in the company should share a common database of the constituency around the business so that they can collaborate and communicate about and with those people effectively. And that's really the heart of what Nimble does is it enables an individual or team of people to manage the network of relationships that the business needs to connect with to achieve its goals. And Mm -hmm. it's a bigger sort of idea than typical CRMs. And so to do that, we bidirectionally synchronize with the contacts that already exist in your personal or professional or business life. So every business has contacts, email and calendar, but they're three separate objects that aren't linked to each other. So when you bring up a contact, you can't see the, con- the context, the history of interactions that you or the team have had with that person on an email calendar and ideally social. And you have contacts in siloed applications, business applications in business departments, sales, marketing, customer service, accounting. And so what happens is you have these siloed contact databases, and then you have your siloed email contacts. And in Office and G Suite, neither program provide a team contact manager. So there's everybody has a separate contact database. And on a personal level, you not only have your business productivity suite, you may also have a personal one. In fact, you might have two or more. I have uh, a Gmail account. I have an Apple iCloud account. These are my personal accounts. 
I also have uh, Office 365 and G Suite business accounts. Mm-hmm. Now I may be different because I have two because I do business with G Suite and, uh, and Microsoft, but uh, typically at least a person has two or three. And so what Nimble does is it will unify over 300 SaaS business apps, the contacts, the email, the calendar, and the ancillary business information into a singular whole, and then enrich that contact with people and company data so you don't have to Google them, you can nimble them. And, uh, and then that record that is built will then work with you anywhere as you work. In other words, if I am in an email, opening up an email, or if I am in social engaging with a person, or if I'm on somebody's business website, or if I read an article about a person, I can nimble them and nimble will automatically build a record with all their profiles and their name and even their email and phone number if I want it. And uh, if that record exists, it'll bring the record up. So I have the context and insights I need to engage right there. And if it doesn't exist, it'll build the record automatically. And, and what I call that is Nimble's the first serum that works for you by building itself and then works with you everywhere you work. Because we all need the context and insights to engage, but more importantly, we need to be able to follow up and follow through, which is two of the biggest cause of failure in business and in CRM. The biggest cause of failure in CRM is lack of use, and the second is bad data. There's 225 million global businesses, less than 1% use any CRM, which is why it's just, which is probably because you work for the CRM, it doesn't work for you, and you have to go to it to work to, to use it. Mm-hmm. And the reason they call it Salesforce, you have to force salespeople to use it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good one so so uh from a business point of view john um uh like why this particular path was chosen instead of like you saw some kind of opportunity there because some products are having some crms are having email built in but your product is utilizing the email first like okay that's you're sitting on top of basically g suite and Office 365, not specifically email. So like, what was the business decision? Like you saw the opportunity there or was there some other thing that was pulling you on that side? Well, it really sort of goes back to my early entrepreneurial days. So um, I grew up on my dad's car lot where I learned about the power of relationships and sales and entrepreneurship. Um, but, uh, but I never wanted to be in sales. So mm-hmm. I got a degree in computer science. I wanted to be like my uncle who invented radar and microwave at MIT in the forties. And he was a technology entrepreneur. And so I wanted to emulate him and I wanted to really emulate the astronauts I was seeing on, you know, the Apollo missions that I saw on TV. And, but I had to put myself through school. So I got a job at a computer store, uh, and, uh, and I learned every software program in the market. And after getting my degree and working in aerospace for two years, I, I decided I'm not an aerospace guy. And I got a job at a startup in Boston and they put me in sales. And so there I was in sales in 1988 and they gave me leads, which are basically sheets of papers, uh, phone numbers with IT people and big corporations and said, go get them. And so I cold called them, make notes on the paper. I'd, uh, I'd make, uh, appointments in my day timer and I do my forecast in a spreadsheet and I communicated with my team in the office and back at corporate with voicemail and email and post-it notes. And I said, there's gotta be a better way. And I looked around, I saw there was email and I saw there was network scheduling, 
but there wasn't any email or scheduling that tied back to contacts. Now you have to remember this was before Outlook existed. This was before the term CRM or sales automation or SFA existed. And so I saw the need for a team relationship manager that integrated email, contact and calendar and sales and market automation. I quit my job at 29 years old and started Goldmine, which was the uh, was contact management and CRM before Outlook or Salesforce. And we grew that company on $5,000, never took a dime of venture, and eventually grew it to about $125 million a year in, in, in revenue. And so Goldmine and now Nimble evolved out of my own personal need, my struggle to manage relationships at scale. I sold Goldmine when I was 40 and spent 10 years raising three babies. And, uh, and after my kids were all grown and, and in school, I started to do social media in 2006, seven, eight, and saw so I was gonna change the way that we work, play, buy, and sell. And I started to look for a relationship manager that integrated social media and I couldn't find it. I started looking at contact managers like G Suite and saw that they were broken because email, contact, and calendar were three separate programs and, uh, and they didn't tie in social. And I started looking at CRM systems and saw they weren't about relationships, they're about command and control and reporting. And so, I felt notes in my head and got a, a guitar and started to write a song and I put together a team to, uh, to build it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So John, as you have, as you have done it and you, by selling gold mine and you're doing it again via nimble. So I can ask you with confidence, like what is the best way to CRM? Like what is the actual way to build relationships? Well, it really depends on what the relationship is for, mm -hmm. right? Um, and what you're using the CRM for. And I think that there's a lot of people that use CRMs for different things. And, and let's just call them relationship managers. Cause I, like I said in the beginning, I don't really like the word CRM mm -hmm. uh, because I think it has negative connotations. Um, so relationship managers can be used to close new customers. It could also be used to uh, track investors. It could also be used to set up biz dev relationships with third-party products to do joint marketing and, uh, and sales. It could be used for influencer marketing relationships to get people to tell stories uh, about you or your products. It could be used, I think I said PR. Mm -hmm. uh, so it could be used for a variety of means, but I think the biggest resonating thing for me for the purpose of building relationships is to uh, find ways to add value to others. As we know that, like there is no single way, as you just said as well, like there is no single way to build the relationships. And it also depends on what kind of relationship you're trying to build. So do you think like relationship managers is the best way to build a relationship uh, or it can be done via some other means as well? Because I know I think, like I, I think that the relationship manager just helps you to organize the relationships that you build. But the relationships that you build are through connections and conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and I used to tell people when you go in somebody's office, look at their walls, look at the books they read, the degree of the school they went to, the knickknacks they collect. All of these things are ways for you to find areas of commonality with that person. And you share what you have in common with that person to develop intimacy and trust 
to get them to open up to you about their issues, which as a professional, you can then help solve. And ultimately, um, the relationships aren't being built by the relationship manager. They're just being organized and facilitated. And I think a lot of that has to do with the frailties of human beings. Uh, Dunbar was an English uh, research person who developed this theory called the Dunbar number or the Dunbar limit. And it essentially says that there's only about 100 to 200 people that you can manage in your head at any one time. And if you do what uh, I teach, which is to build your brand and network by building identities across the places that your constituency have conversations to learn and grow, and to begin to share content there to inspire and educate others about how you might help them become better, smarter, faster, i.e. become their trusted advisor, you, and then you engage with those people and connect and to create conversations and connections, you will have more relationship. You'll have tens of thousands of relationships and you won't be able to manage those effectively, whether we're talking about an individual or a company. And so relationship managers helps you to organize those contacts to sort through them to build lists when you need to do certain things to reach out to generate press to reach out to generate influencer marketing to reach out to uh, get repeat or referral customers whatever the aspect is but if you don't have a relationship manager you won't be able to manage more than a few hundred people at any one time mm -hmm. john like how to make this more as soft personal because um I can say that, okay, many companies or businesses, whosoever are at certain scale, they, they tend to have the CRM or relationship managers at their place. Everybody's trying to compete against, like uh, everybody's trying to win that particular customer. So I would say that what is the, what is going to be the next step to bring that personalization? Because because the companies know, okay, this person is going to be valuable at this time because he opened the email around this time. He's going to open my another email. What is going to be the next step? Like uh, next step is going to be going beyond digital because I've seen some companies well, are doing I, it. I really believe that the more digital we get, the more human we need to be. And that relationship management isn't really suited to automation as, as such. Uh, I know that automated email, templated trackable emails that are on sequence are all the rage that you can go buy programs like SalesLoft or Outreach.io in order to arm your salespeople with the rifle, if you will. Mm -hmm. But that uh, a rifle overused is, doesn't build relationships, it kills people. And, uh, and that I think that automation kills relationships and it makes salespeople lazy. And, uh, and I think these systems are overused. But I do think that a lot of the work that you need to do before you go into a meeting doesn't get done because it's too much work. So uh, before I connected with you, I walked in your digital footprint and I was able to do that because I nimbled you, nimble built your record and mapped in your profiles and enabled me to see you. And, um, and, and, and by doing that, I prepared myself before the meeting, which means that I, I know a little bit about who you are and what you've done and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. so that ideally I'm going to be more effective in our conversation to uh, build the intimacy and trust that I need to do so in order to establish a relationship, which I hope in the future enables me to blow wind in your sails. Mm -hmm. and, okay. and for me, that's relationship building and, and automation of emails and all that is Salesforce automation, which is related, but different. So here, let me give you the stack. Sure. So, so relationship management kind of goes back to the Rolodex. So the Rolodex was the thing that you put your business cards in that you get from people in order to organize them. Yeah. Uh, that evolved into uh, the day timer, uh, day runner, day timer, which had not just the business cards that you could type into the contact section, but your to-do list and your calendar, because you need to start each day knowing what you need to get done that day and what you committed to and organize all that process. But that only organizes you. And so contact managers were an extension of the day timer and, uh, and not just the day timer, but also of something called the six by nine index card method. So there used to be this method for salespeople that you take a six by nine index card. And when you're going to have a conversation with somebody, you put their business information, their name, their title, their company and, and notes on the call. And then you uh, put a recall date because typically in a conversation, you're going to say, okay, I'll follow up with you in two weeks or whatever the commitment is. And then you you file that card back in the box on that recall date. So every day, you know who you committed to follow up on and who you should be connecting with. So that's sort of like uh, call management and then contact management is your tasks, your appointments, your contacts. And then all that for a team is what contact management like Goldmine evolved into, but more so with a little bit of uh, pipeline management and sales uh, autom marketing automation. So we built uh, what we call automated processes, if this and that for people and companies, which enabled you when you put a contact in Goldmine, if the contact looked like this, it would do that. So maybe day one, it would send an email, day seven and send a fax, day 14, schedule a call. And then if, uh, if something happened, it might stop this track and start another. Like if they bought, it might start an it cycle track because there's an it cycle with cars, which is like three years, houses, which is like five years. But the, the whole aspect of automation, um, I think got overdone over the past few years, but contact management like Goldmine evolved into CRM like Siebel and Salesforce because management didn't like their salespeople having their own contact databases and they wanted to control that and report on that. And so contact management evolved into SFA, which was more than contact management. It was like sales and marketing automation and pipeline management. And then it evolved into CRM, which is uh, command and control. And then it evolved into add-ons to that. And that includes the templated email outreach, like SalesOft and Outreach.io. Mm -hmm. And then business intelligence, like Raintree, Discover.org, or LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And today, you can't just buy a CRM. You really need to buy a whole sales stack to enable your sales reps to be armed and ready. But the reality is that most salespeople aren't even that technical. And you then have to have sales, sales administrator in order to run all that stuff. And each of those tools, uh, sales, uh, Salesforce, uh, Salesloft, and Sales Navigator are each about $100 per user per month. 
So businesses are spending three to $500 per rep per month for the whole sales stack. And most salespeople don't even use it. It's all run by an administrator. And it's really sad, I think, because it's, uh, I don't think it really is about relationships. It's really about numbers. And uh, ultimately people don't wanna be sold. Um, and I think too many companies talk too much about themselves and their products. And if they talk more, and customers don't buy great products, they buy better versions of themselves. So I think that companies should stop selling uh, themselves and their products as the, the end all, and they should start selling customers a better version of themselves. And if that was their focus is to grow and serve their customers and they actually rewarded salespeople or forget salespeople, the whole team based off customer retention and success that I think we'd have better outcomes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I love the I love the points that you mentioned here. How was this journey and how was that journey gold mine and this one like completely opposite, new, like all together because that was bootstrap, right? Yeah, that was all bootstrapped in this. I I I I put in a few million of my own money and then brought in some money from friends and and such. Um, you know, there were different times. Uh, when I started Goldmine, there might have been 300 software programs on the market. Today, mm. maybe there's 300,000. Uh, and uh, uh, with Goldmine, we pioneered team relationship management. And with Nimble, we, we pioneered social relationship management. And so both companies pioneered uh, different aspects of the relationship management market. Um, but... Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're completely different journeys. Uh, I love them both. Uh, I, I'd have to say that I'm, I'm a more centered, uh, mature entrepreneur than I was at 28. <laughs> <laughs> so, so John, like you're more strong on the tech side or more strong on the sales marketing side. I, I will, I will let you know, like why I'm, I'm asking you this question. Uh, sure. So, so I have a computer science degree. I bought my first computer when I was uh, 18, 1978. In, in college, I had six computers in my bedroom. And I was, you know, the most technical, you know, person I'm that, you know, of my friends. But uh, when it came to building Goldmine, I selected as my co-founder, the guy that challenged me in my math curriculum, if you will. So he and I sat together and studied together in Calc 1, 2, and 3, differential equation, linear algebra, and numerical analysis. And we well, both got straight A's in it. And he was one of the smartest guys that I knew next to me. And uh, so when I graduated school and got my first jobs, he said he didn't want to build bombs and kill babies, which is what electrical engineering uh, person does in the Valley in those days. Mm -hmm. So I got him a, a clone 286 machine and gave him DBase and told him to learn uh, how to write code. And he started writing code. And he, he actually was good at it. And so when I went to go start Goldmine, uh, we got together and he wrote the code and I designed the concept, uh, designed the screens. Uh, there's a thing called Dan Bricklin demo, which he wrote VisiCalc, but he also wrote a screen demo design layout thing in DOS. And so I designed the screens and the concept and he wrote the code and I designed the, the channel and the marketing strategy and I built it and hired the salespeople and built that. And then I 
built, developed the PR strategy and I built the PR team and uh, the marketing strategy and built the marketing team and ran the company on a daily basis. And he kept coding. So uh, I'd have to say that Nimble is a pretty much the same thing that I have dev, dev people and product people that, uh, that translate the vision. Um, and so I am technical, but I don't do too much technical. Mm -hmm. I was asking you this question because for the new entrepreneurs uh, who are trying to raise money, it's always a question like, are you more on the, like from the investor side, like they try to put more money behind the person who is also having the technical expertise to take the product or launch the product if, if the if the person is just in an idea stage. So in some cases, they try to look for the person who is technically experienced in terms of taking the product to the next level, especially in the case when the when the team has not been formed and it's just a sole founder. I've, I've seen that happening over and over. Um, so that's why I, I ask you that particular question, like what, are you on a technical side? Of course, you have proven your credibility by selling the previous one. Uh, but but in some cases now what is happening is uh, now this is what what is happening. I've, I've talked to so many people like similar kind of problem. Either you found a team um, like, okay, you found like two or three co-founders and then you try to look for the raise, try to raise the money because everybody's going to have their own expertise. Um, yeah, that was the reason for asking you a question. W what do you think? Like, what is the vision for you, this product? Like where you see this is going? Well, I, I think that, uh, that the biggest problem that the world has is managing relationships effectively. That is bigger than CRM, if you will. Mm -hmm. That really the operating system of a business is G Suite or Office 365. That's the email, contact, and calendar that drives the business. It's the foundation. But that both of them suffer as good contact managers, let alone relationship managers for the team. Um, and I think that they're limited in what they can do as far as adding to the product, because if they add too much to the product, it won't be simple enough for the masses to use. But if you buy Office or G Suite, you're going to have to buy something like Nimble to layer on top of it if you want to maximize their capability. So Goldmine had tens of millions of customers. I'd love to, I'd love to have 50 million plus customers. And the way that I was able to scale Goldmine to a hundred plus million dollars a year in revenue was by partnering with the trusted advisor of my prospective customer in the earliest days of, of Goldmine. It was the nimble, it was the Novell reseller. You may not know who Novell is, but Novell was the network operating system for small businesses back in the day before NT server existed. Um, and, uh, and when NT server came out and ate Novell, I saw the writing on the wall and I basically built integrations with NT server, SQL server and exchange server and became the number one ISV for Microsoft driving adoption of their crown jewels. And they therefore pushed our product globally. And we've effectively done the same thing. When I saw office 365 launch in 2013, 14, I knew that they would eat G suite. And they have, there's hundreds of millions of Office 365 customers and there's about 10 million G Suite customers worldwide. 
And so we've effectively built integrations with Microsoft's products, relationships with their people, which gave us access to programs. They've signed a global reseller agreement with us where they're globally reselling Nimble with Office 365. And uh, we've effectively become the simple serum for Office 365 and gateway to their other crown jewels. And uh, I see us um, scaling that relationship to tens of millions of customers. Pretty cool, pretty cool. And any final thoughts that you would like to share with the person who is listening to this podcast, like who wants to become an entrepreneur, who is already an entrepreneur and want to do something in their life, want to take their adventure to the next level? Well, I, I think that uh, anybody who's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or who is an entrepreneur should have their three Ps aligned. Uh, passion, plan, and purpose. What What is your passion? What's your plan to achieve it? Uh, are you making that your purpose on a daily basis? And um, and hopefully your passion isn't making money because if your goal in life is to make money, I think you're missing out on a bigger purpose, a higher purpose in life. Uh, as a person who's built companies from scratch and made hundreds of millions of dollars, I can tell you that money doesn't buy happiness and that when you pass, they won't remember you for uh, your money. They're going to, they're going to write on your grave, beloved father, husband, um, a member of the community. And nobody when they're dying says, I wish I, I worked more and made more money. They hate, they say, they probably say, I wish I spent more time with the people I love. Um, mm -hmm. And so um, if you're an entrepreneur, figure out what your purpose is. And hopefully it's, it's not money, but it's really helping to grow others. So a year after I sold Goldmine, I got a head tumor and almost died in the process of going through the healing. I did some spiritual work and I came to the conclusion that the purpose, my purpose on life is to grow my soul. And then I do that best by helping other people grow theirs. But you could really translate that into something that Dale Carnegie said that, uh, that you can get anything that you want in life by helping other people get what they want in life. And so the more people that you help grow, the more you will grow. And uh, ideally your entrepreneurial journey is really centered around helping other people grow, scaling others. And if you do do that at scale, you could build a gold mine. I know I did. Beautiful message. I loved it. And where can we learn more about you and your business if someone wants to get in touch with you? Well, that's actually another good tip that I have for the people that are uh, listening. And that is Google yourself. Google your name. Do you show up on the first page? If not, you could fix that. Here's a simple tip. Build a Wikipedia page for yourself. Um, and you will show up and you can control what's said on that page because you'll show up right there on the main page. And so if you want to get in touch with me, Google me and connect with me on whatever channel resonates or you're comfortable with, or my email is jon at nimble.com. Let me know who you are and how I might help you. Awesome. Thank you so much, John, for coming to the party. This means a lot. You bet it, Sheila. This is really fun. You made it easy.